1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, the CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Oreta, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's segment, we're going to have NWSL Power Rankings for you all, chatting a little bit about Challenge Cup and where it's shaking out as it rounds the final stretch. And we've got some news and notes to go through across the league. But before we get into all that, a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter for all news and updates. We also have a TikTok and we're also on Instagram, so follow us across all three platforms at Attacking Third for highlights, cool graphics, breaking news, and so much more. Uh, If you're joining us on YouTube, hit subscribe at youtube.com slash attacking third so that you don't miss out on a single thing. Lisa, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing okay, Sandra. I'm, we're in this like weird springtime mid April. Sometimes we get 80 degree days in Philly. Sometimes we get 40 degrees day and we are on a chilly day. We're on a chilly swing right now. Last few days have been chilly. Today is freezing. I actually had to turn the heat back on in Mm -hmm. our apartment. That's how cold it was. So, you know, um, temperament wise and temperature wise, like not doing too great, not doing too great. I got to be honest. However, in the soccer sense of the thing, of the world, I'm doing pretty great because we get matches this weekend. They're all crammed together <laughs> between Saturday cool. and Sunday. Whereas last week it was like Thursday, Friday, but Saturday, yeah. Sunday. It was like this very drawn out s- spectacle. Now it's all crammed in on the weekend. It should be lovely. And I get to hang out with you. Um, which is great. We just chatted off Mike for like 30 minutes, just catching up. How's it going? Sure. All the things. And that's great to do with you. But how are you? How mm. How's life in Chicago?
1: Listen, I'm with you on that. it's this it's the odd. Period of the mm-hmm. spring where it can't decide if it truly wants to lean in the spring, or still hang on to those cold temperatures. It's a similar vibe. Uh, no snow there know. though. There's no snow, right? There were some flurries, but nothing oh. accumulating or anything like that. I like to just wow. call it frozen rain, right? That's <laughs> mostly what it is. It's just cold enough to just <laughs> look like that. Look, look the part, but not truly, truly nail it down. So I'm I'm with you on that 100. I'm also with you uh in terms of having the good energy around Challenge Cup of talking about soccer listen it's hard to believe folks but challenge cup is nearing the end of group play and we got to talk a little bit about some performances and we're going to do that as we talk about power rankings and we got to talk a little bit about some other soccer that's happening across the world but i need to remind everybody before we do this that if for whatever reason the matches are too much or too many, or uh, you know you're working and it's not convenient for your schedule. You can watch these games live and on demand on Paramount Plus. You can head on back and rewatch them if you like, and then and that's just too much of your time. If you don't have the 90 minutes to spare, we've got the extended highlights for you over at Attacking Third YouTube. So hit YouTube.com/AttackingThird and you can get all those nice convenient extended highlight packages of all the games that you that you might have missed. So get caught up, and when you get caught up, make sure you tune in with us and then listen to all our episodes as always to keep you updated on everything. Lisa, we're going to do this a little bit different. I think the last time we did our Power Rankings episode we mixed it up a little. We talked about some of the news that happened because there was like some player signings that were going on. We really wanted to highlight and, and welcome some of these new players getting introduced into the league, but we're going to, we're going to flip the script a little bit. This time we're going to just jump right into the power rankings and then we're going to hit up everybody with the news and notes that they may have missed. So let's talk about challenge cup standings. And and once again, I get to, I get to lead the way in, in this one. If you, if you haven't been keeping up, I've been doing power rankings for the entire duration of challenge cup you can catch uh some of those on cbsports.com ones that i've had in, in the past weeks and our most recent challenge cup power rankings as well not gonna front this week when i was putting these together lisa i didn't have a lot changed my top three mm-hmm. and my bottom three did not change when i was taking a look at the challenge cup uh challenge cup power rankings and how i was going to go ahead and iron things out. So for me, I kept OL rain at the top at number one, followed by Washington spirit at number two, number three with North Carolina courage, Portland thorns uh, bumped up a couple spots at number four, Kansas city at number five, Chicago red stars dropping some spots at number six, racing Louisville, jumping up a couple spots at number two, New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC still staying at number eight, San Diego wave FC dropping, a spot at number nine, Houston Dash at number 10, Orlando Pride at number 11, and Angel City FC at number 12. So like I said, not not a ton of change from the top three to the bottom three. But of course, I'm sure folks will have arguments or counter arguments (laughs) about where the middle should lie or how they should rank. Of course. Uh, You know, I don't know. I mean, we're getting so close to the end of group play. Should we like let people know about the regular standings right now in Challenge Cup when it comes to the groups? I think we should because they're
0: still pretty tight. So the fact yeah. that your top three and your bottom three didn't change from last week to this week uh, makes a lot of sense. Let's be let's be honest because the middle is where it all shakes out because the top team in each region pushes through to the semifinal round and also the number two overall team in the challenge cup will push through. So when we look at these standings in the NWSL challenge cup right now, let's start in the East region group a for the NWSL challenge cup, North Carolina sits at the top Washington spirit. Number two, Gotham number three and Orlando pride number four in group C, which is the central region. Kansas city is number one, Chicago red stars, number two, racing Louisville, number three. And in the fourth of this region is Houston dash. And then all the way in the West region. um, This is the region that actually leads it all in OL rain. They have 13 points. They lead the challenge cup right now in points. They sit at number one in the West region. Number two, Portland thorns, number three, San Diego wave. And number four, Angel City. Uh, So OL Rain with 13 points. They lead the way in the Challenge Cup right now. And then North Carolina Courage has 11. So they're number two. Um, uh, So when we look right now across these standings, if the Challenge Cup group stages were ending today, at the time of this recording, it would be North Carolina Courage breaking through to the semifinals, OL Rain, and Kansas City. And then the number two team would be Portland Thorns at this point with 10 points because... Number two in the East region is Washington Spirit. They only have nine points. And number two in the Central region is Chicago Red Stars with eight points. And Portland Thorns, they have 10 points heading into this one. There's a number of different tiebreakers, goal differentials, yellow card accumulation, red card, all of these things that come into play. But so these are pretty tight still because there are final weekend of games before we hit the semifinals. But Already, Orlando Pride has been eliminated from the semifinals. That's only one thing we know. And O.L. Reign, they will make it through to the semifinals. It's kind of how this all shakes out. But let's talk about these power rankings because, Sandra, you listed them out for us. This is what you have. Check it out on cbsports.com if you prefer to read your content. But I want to dive into this a little bit because yeah. – your your top runner. You know is, you think? I love I, to hear your things. I mean, I always have opinions, Sandra. That's that's why I'm here to give my opinions, to argue with your points, and to see what we can do about this. OL Reign number one. I agree. I mean, coming off five straight wins in the Challenge Cup, they deserve to be at the top. Washington Spirit and the North Carolina Courage. Um, I like having Washington Spirit number two and North Carolina number three in these rankings because. Washington spirit has progressively gotten better. Whereas North Carolina, they started hot and they've maintained their winning streaks that they have. However, they've conceded a number of goals recently. They've also dropped off in their aggression. I'm going to say so goals against five for North Carolina and goals against five for Washington spirit. They also both have 10 for their goals for, but I like that you have Washington spirit higher in these power rankings than North Carolina. Um, I want to look at this middle portion, though, for these power rankings because... Yeah, that's between- where it gets real gray. Yes, <laughs> this is where it gets gray. Portland Thorns, number four, Kansas City Current, Chicago Red Stars, Racing Louisville, Gotham, and San Diego Wave. That is four through nine in the rankings right now. These could honestly be a bit of a toss-up. Um, having Looking at Racing Louisville at number seven and Gotham at number eight, I like this. Racing Louisville has has done some good things. They've put together some good pieces. Um, I agree that they are above Gotham in this one. Now, you also have Chicago at number six right ahead of them. When we look at the head-to-head between Chicago and Racing Louisville, Racing Louisville has that advantage almost because Chicago has never beaten them in in this, and they've tied 0-0 in the first matchup, 1-1 in their next matchup. They play again this weekend but or excuse me, next weekend, the final weekend of this. But these two clubs, I think, are so even. The fact that you have Chicago ahead of Racing Louisville, I I agree with it. But it could almost be flipped. I think make the
1: argument. I know.
0: I think Racing Louisville could even be higher. And then when you look at four and five, Portland Thorns against Kansas City Current, I agree with this. Kansas City deserves to be ahead of Chicago, ahead of Louisville, ahead of yeah. Gotham not quite ahead of Portland. When you look at the regional divisions as well, like Kansas City is going up against Chicago and racing. And the fact that they're all three right there, I think that says a lot about the central region is that they're ranked sixth, seventh, and eighth all in a row amongst all of these teams. When you made these power rankings, were there any that you really had to think about that. You really had to crunch some numbers and, and look at the play, look at the personnel, look at their overall play from the challenge cup to make these decisions, which were the hardest to place in these power rankings.
1: You know, when it, I think when you're looking at the, the top three and the bottom three, like that just shook out the way that it shook out. But there was a moment there where I did think about, Maybe pushing Washington Spirit up at number one. I think maybe people can make an argument for the number one and the two spot in terms of these the the, the top three position. But I, I ended up going with All Range just because I felt they've had the most consistent performances throughout their Challenge Cup this year. Coming, you know, you're having the five straight wins on on top of that. Whereas with Washington Spirit, I feel like it's been more of an evolution in terms of them finding their level of play and then staying with the level of play that we know that they're capable of. And I think you can make that argument about, the larger picture of the actual groups, right? You have rain coming out of the West and mm-hmm. some of these wins are coming against expansion teams, right? And then you have Washington Spirit coming out of the East where maybe they're going head to head with more established teams. But I I ultimately threw that argument out the window because mm-hmm. when we're looking at these two divisions, Yes, you're making an argument like, oh, there's two expansion teams, the two California teams are, are, are just getting their footing, etc." But you can't tell me that you're looking at the East and saying, this is the most dominant type of division there is because you have an Orlando Pride team that has struggled throughout the entirety of their Challenge Cup. And I would even at this point, at this current point of the Challenge Cup, Further past the halfway mark with one week remaining of group play, I would put Gotham in that window as well. They have not had a successful Challenge Cup. They have also struggled on the pitch to produce full 90-minute performances. So I think that I threw that argument out the window when you're looking at strength of division because I'm like, actually, you can now that we have the knowledge that we have now, you're looking at both these regions and you're like, well, actually – it makes sense that the spirit and the courage are, are duking it out in the East because Gotham and Orlando haven't figured their stuff out. And then you look at the same thing with the West and you say, it makes total sense that all rain and Portland are kind of digging it out in the West because the two California sides are just getting started in their franchise histories. So I I threw that argument. I was like, well, let's take a look at strength of opposition or weakness of opposition or strength of, of region. I said, and then I took that argument and I, Bundled it up and I yeeted it out the window. I said that doesn't matter. I said because you can. I'm like you're looking at these teams and then and teams that have struggled during Challenge Cup and you have opposition in both of these regions that yeah, have struggles. So I, I kept it one and two rain and spirit. I, I agree with that because that
0: argument it's it's only as soundproof if it works across all of them and it it's not. I mean, there's weak competition in every single region. I will make an argument for number eight and number nine because you have gotham at number eight number nine san diego wave fc and if we're looking at competition wise and goals against and goals for for gotham fc they have four goals for seven goals against san diego has eight goals for ten goals against. so san diego I think I would push them higher if if I could in these standings because I think they deserve to be number eight because now I'm going to say, look at the competition they're playing against I, in fair. Portland and O.L. Reign and San Diego has improved. And also, I think it's really crucial to look at the first match of Challenge Cup all the way up until the Week 5 action. And Gotham has yeah. underperformed. They have underwhelmed throughout this Challenge Cup. They're not putting it all together on the pitch. And I'm not impressed with what I'm seeing overall. Whereas San Diego, they've improved week after week, even half from half this last weekend that they just played against Portland. The first half to the second half looked incredibly different. There was growth that we're seeing. We're seeing potential coming out of San Diego. So if I think that today, if, if yeah. Gotham and San Diego were to play against each other, I honestly think San Diego would win. Wow. And with that mindset, I would put San Diego higher on these rankings ahead of Gotham.
1: Look, I don't think that's unfair at all. I think if there's an area and we're targeting the middle of this this power rankings that we're talking about in terms of shifting things higher or lower, I think the best you've made the best argument right now for l- narrowing it down to the two teams and maybe flipping them around eight and nine with wave versus Gotham. And I think that's a very important point I that mean, you brought up. When we're such looking at marginal moves. Growth. They're
0: such marginal. Yeah. Moves.
1: Yeah. And that makes sense to me. It's like, let's look at it's zeroed it in on eight and nine. And I like that you brought the numbers behind it too, but because we also, when we did the recap of, of some of these games, we talked about that when we're looking at teams who maybe are no longer part of the mix to advance into a semifinal spot, we're looking at areas of growth. Both holistically on the team and within individual performances, right? And I think we saw a little bit more coming out of this week from, um, oh, San Diego Wave FC in their two mm-hmm. matches versus you know the the game that we saw with Gotham against Washington Spirit. So I think you you have a case there. I should have talked to you before I put together these power rankings. Maybe I would have had them flipped too. But uh, that's how they're shaking out after, uh, after five rounds of, of competition for Challenge Cup. I'll continue to do these uh, in, into the semifinals, you know, quite frankly, because as long as there's Challenge Cup, we should still take a look at, at where the power rankings are, are going to lie, and because this always brings up the opportunity for us to have uh, some thoughts and feelings and opinions on everything. But
0: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this, too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
1: Things like uh, chit-chatting and debates about power rankings And let's talk about some factual things Some news and notes Things that are happening across NWSL, things that are happening in the world of women's soccer. We're going to just shout out some congratulations real quick uh, during the start of this segment. Ellie Long announcing uh, and confirming that she's pregnant with twins, expecting twins. So that's wow. a big deal. So, congratulations to, to her and, and the family. Uh, I think maybe confirming some things for people who were looking at the availability report and saying, Excuse absence, excuse absence, <laughs> kind of wondering. What was going on with Ellie Long and then how she's going to fit in Gotham uh, FC. And the answer is not right now. She's got uh, a new team that she's building. Right. So shout out to Ellie Long and congratulations to her. Some fun stuff happening out in Portland, though, Lisa, uh, co-ed charity match to raise funds for Ukrainian children and families affected by the war. Uh, this is so huge. When
0: I saw this announcement coming out of the Portland organization between the Thorns uh, in the NWSL and the Timbers, the MLS side, this really just made me smile because these players have such an impact in the community and in the world. And now we're seeing it being put in action because Portland Thorns and the Timbers are hosting a co-ed charity match to raise funds for Ukrainian children and their families affected by the war. It's happening on Wednesday, April 27th, 9 p.m. Eastern. The broadcast details haven't been put out there yet, so check back on Portland Thorns' website as we get closer to Wednesday, April 27th. And if I hear anything, I'll be sure to send that out. It will be broadcast on the website for Portland Thorns and Timbers And it's going to be a a full-field, 60-minute match, uh, mixed teams from both rosters, the Thorns and the Timbers. It's going to be free to the public. So if you're in the Portland area, head on over to Providence Park. Check this out. Uh, But the teams are encouraging donations uh, that are going to go to UNICEF in the relief efforts that are happening. And the donations, this is also pretty cool, is going to be matched up to $100,000 by the teams. That is just fantastic. Christine Sinclair spoke out about it, saying that as professionals, it's important for them to use their platform for those in need right now. And that's in Ukraine. They're putting a special spotlight on that. It's something that she said the club has wanted to do for years, and this is one of the best reasons that they can pull it off, raise money for this important clause. And a match like this, it's pretty special. Not, al- not often do we get to see a mixed co-ed match happening between these two. So it'll be split up um, for Thorn's defender. Kelly Hubley will co-captain one team while Christine Sinclair will co-captain another along with players from the Timbers side. This is exciting. I'm excited to watch this, actually, because it will be streamed uh, on the Portland Thorns website and other broadcast details will be out soon. But I love this. this. This is fantastic. The players doing something in the community to give back to people in need, and that's the Ukrainian families right now
1: yeah i'm uh, i'm excited for it first time i think i've ever heard of something like this being done in terms of uh, an mls side and an nwsl side partnering to do something like this um and it's cool to sort of see that uh, it's coming out of out of portland out of these players who have been pretty vocal in in, in recent months about utilizing their platforms for much uh, larger purposes and uh, i'm excited that there's already been team captains that have been chosen and i'm curious as to what these teams are actually going to be uh looking like uh, come kick off and uh, uh, hopefully everybody gets a chance to tune in. And if not, gets a chance to to make a small donation, hopefully. For the event. Some other women's soccer news that's going to be taking uh precedence, I think, for us because it was something we're gonna keep our eye on is an actual soccer match coming out of UEFA's Women's Champions League. The semifinals are set for Friday. Barcelona versus Wolfsburg, and then you have Lyon versus PSG on Sunday. It's getting down to the nitty-gritty in this one. Listen. I'm excited for this one. I hope everybody gets a chance to tune in. Uh, You can watch a ton of these matches on uh, DAZN's YouTube channel if you haven't had the chance to check it out already. We also had an interview with Norwegian International Lyon superstar Ada Hedgerberg, and she spoke a little bit about getting back to the pitch, participating in UEFA's Women's Champions League. And honestly, I want to be keeping an eye on both of these matches but knowing what we do here on Attacking Third, Lisa, and especially with us introducing our new United States Women's National Team Hour, I know we're going to be looking at Leone for Lindsey Huran, Katarina Macario. Hopefully they can ball out.
0: I am very excited for these to happen. And and we're talking about this on our Wednesday episode, even though these matches are happening on Friday. But we want everyone to be aware and to be paying attention to these because the Leone uh, Leon versus PSG match. Um, yeah, I'm very excited for that uh, for that. I mean, if when you look at Barcelona, they're just steamrolling everyone right now. Um, so it'll be a great match. It'll be really fun to watch Barcelona, but I think the competition between Leon and PSG is going to be a little tighter. So I'm more excited to tune into that match. And of course, Kat Macario, Lindsay Horan. We'll see what they can do. Macario just scored for Leon the other day, fantastic for her this past weekend. Uh, but Yeah, the semifinals, they're here Friday, W-U-C-L, check it out.
1: Yeah, right on. I'm I'm with you. I mean, I'm excited for each of these matches. I know we're going to have a close eye on the on the sort of French head-to-head. I was really looking and I'm still looking forward to this, but uh you know, I'm looking forward for Barcelona and and, and Wolfsburg it's going to be another uh really highly attended match. A lot of these games so you should get a lot of eyeballs on them. It's nice to see mm-hmm. fans sort of having their role back in setting the environment for some of these games and Wolfsburg has been pretty impressive during their uh Champions League run. And, uh, you know, taking down Arsenal and now having to go up against Barcelona. they The team recently announced that Lena Oberdoff suffered a sprain right knee and she's going to unfortunately miss the semifinals. That's a huge, huge loss for, for Wolfsburg. But we'll see uh, if they're how, how they're resilient or how they look to, uh, you know, go ahead and sort of work past that going up against such a powerhouse in Barcelona. So, yeah, these these two games, these two matches are, I think, set up to be some set up for, for oh, some yeah. fireworks for sure sure and uh, just to remind everybody the CONCACAF W championship draw is taking place by the time you listen to this episode you might know the results already so unfortunately we do not have to know at this time but we do know is that United States and Canada are going to be divided up into two groups group A and group B United States being the highest ranked team will be A1 in the group A team and then group B will feature Canada as the second highest rated nation so I'm excited for these uh, these uh, this draw taking place we've got six teams that are going to be joining these two teams in July in Monterrey Mexico for the CONCACAFW championship Mexico Costa Rica Jamaica uh, Haiti Panama Trinidad and Tobago all going to be linking up and eight teams are going to get a chance to punch their ticket to the World Cup Lisa It's a little
0: stressful. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. This is a little stressful just because it's all been happening. This buildup has been happening for so long. We talked about it like in the summer last year, months and months ago about how the CONCACAF w championship qualifiers just finished most recently and now the draw is happening for the w championship and canada and the united states have been out of the qualifiers because they qualified directly for the w championship that's happening that will happen this july uh, but the draw seeing who the united states gets to face against of course by the time of Uh, You guys all listen to this episode. It all have already happened. So check out attacking third Twitter at attacking third. We'll have some info there on who you can expect the United States to play, who Canada is going to face against because the U S and Canada are going to be in different groups for this W championship. So it is a potential that they meet for the CONCACAF W championship title game that's happening uh, in the middle of July. But it's we'll exciting, Sandra. It's all here. You think that like the 2023 Women's World Cup is in the distant future, but it's not. All of the it's moving parts done. happen right <laughs> now. In about two months, just under two months, hopefully Vlako will have named his World Cup qualifying roster. There's still so many moving parts leading up to that. There's just so much to cover, and I'm excited.
1: Look, and in case in case you're listening along to us right now on this episode and you were completely in the dark or completely unaware that the Concacaf W Championship draw was even taking place this week, don't worry you can go catch it on Paramount+. Plus. We got that live where you'll be able to go ahead and check it out there. Just pull up the app and uh, find out for yourself who won. Or you can check out the results on CBSports.com as well. That's all we've got for everybody today on this episode of Attacking Third. We want to thank you all so much for listening along as usual. Please follow us on Twitter and now on TikTok and Instagram at Attacking Third for so much more. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. We're also available as videos. so Subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com/slash attacking third. If you have any questions for us, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with your question, and Lisa and I will answer it as part of our mailbag segment. So go leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a question, and we'll include it as part of the segment. We'll be back Thursday with an exclusive interview and then Friday for an NWSL preview of Challenge Cup. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was A Technica.